You're listening to the podcast from the Pete the Vet blog. East Coast of M on the morning show. Our vet, Pete Weatherburn, is here from Brave Vet. You can see him on TV3 as well. And Pete, you're very welcome. Thanks for coming in once again. Thank you. Now then, we have uh, something here from the news with uh, armed guardy and officials from Meath County Council going into a housing estate to close down a pet farm, whatever mm. that is. Wow. So there you go, a pet farm in the middle of a housing estate. That sounds kind of intriguing, doesn't it? I wonder what that was all about. Um, having said that, so-called city farms or, you know, um, basically collections, gatherings of animals and of farm animals in particular in the middle of cities, they're increasingly popular because a lot of folk would now be worried that um, urban youth haven't a clue about farm animals. You know, they think that meat comes out of um, packages in the supermarket and that milk comes out of bottles. They don't They've never seen cows and sheep and pigs and things. And um, I've, I've actually personal evidence of that. When I was a vet student, I had to um, I had a lamb, which I was, I'd been given as a bonus after doing a job on a farm over Easter. And, and I, I took the lamb back to the flat because it was on the way to my friend's um, parents' farm. And it was going to go and live in that this farm. This is a live... A live lamb, yeah. It was, going to, it was going to go to the farms and live there happily ever after forever, which it actually did. But right. in the meantime, we had to look after it in our flat in the middle of Edinburgh. What? Yeah, just for a few days. You know, it was, oh, yeah. it was, okay. it was bottle-fed and stuff, do you oh, know? Oh, right, OK. It, it was kind of cute. But we, we had to take it for a, for a, for a walk to, to do its business outside, really. Um, they have the, a green area, a bit like Stephen's Green in Edinburgh, called the Meadows. So we took this lamb out into the meadows to... Um, to, to take it for a little stroll and to let it graze a bit of grass and one thing or another. And these local kids thought it was a dog. They couldn't understand what it was. They had never seen the likes. And the, the nearest thing to it that they'd seen was a little dog, and they presumed it was a dog. So, um, you know, those kids would definitely benefit from going to a city farm and getting a proper understanding of, of, of what farm animals are all about. Of course, we have our own um, semi semi-urban farm down in Glenrow, um, Glenrow Open Farm. And that's a good example of the, of, of the sort of place which um, I think is great for, for city kids to visit. Um, I don't think Dublin may have one towards the city centre. I think maybe one at, at Dublin Zoo now, and there may be others as well. But um, Glenrow is a really good example of how it should be done. Do you know where there's um, they've got a whole range of, of, you know, they've got pigs, horses, ponies, goats, sheep, um cattle, all these different things, deer, hens, ducks. So as we get an indication, if you're from the city, what these things look like. But why would um, other uh, people who set up them um, be presenting a danger to the population is because they wouldn't be well run, is it? Yeah, I I think it's, you know, it sounds straightforward, but actually it's it's very difficult to do it well. It's very difficult to run a city-type farm well. And um, I'm you have to be in particular aware that there are some diseases that can be passed on from animals to humans and especially to, to children. And there will be a number of well, well-documented well outbreaks of diseases like E. coli and other diseases that are associated with um, crowds of school children going to visit um, city farms where there's been some issue with maybe a, a goat kid or a, or a lamb that that's everybody's cuddling and then the kids aren't washing their hands afterwards then they're putting their hands to their mouths afterwards and they're passing the, the, this infection which wasn't causing any harm to the lamb or the goat kid but when it got into the human digestive system it, it, you know it, it caused a, um, a serious problem and so there is you know um, you'll find that um, well-run open farms 
take a great deal of attention with health and safety and you know that they, they, they run things very smoothly and efficiently to make sure that any risk is kept to an absolute minimum and so I would imagine that the issue with one that's in the news just now would be that there will be um, no such regulation or or um, care taken to make sure that things were done the right way and um, you know that's when problems can happen. Mm. So they're good to see, they're, mm. they're well run, people get a perspective on it, especially young children, but you've really got to be careful, so that's it. If you have an open farm you have to run it well, you, right. you, you can't, there's no half measures, you can't just have a bunch of animals in pens and welcome people in and let them have a look and a hold and all that sort of stuff, that's just a recipe for disaster. Right, but oh, I would say yeah. to everybody, get out to Glen Row. I think it's a. It's, if you're looking for something to do on a, on a sunny day, um, and if you've got young kids, it's great. They've got things like um, picnic facilities with all the farm animals all around you, so you can. It's like being in, properly in the countryside, you know, with um, not just lovely countryside to look at, but also these these domesticated animals grazing contentedly as you watch them. It's very very good for your blood pressure. Well, listen, your guy from uh, who saved his rabbit, I see he got uh, a special citation anyway from Focus Ireland. Yes, uh, that's so he, right. So he's getting an awful lot of exposure um, because of uh, his heroics, jumping into the Liffey to save his pet. I think it's a wonderful story. Here there's a video going around of him doing it as well, which I haven't seen, but um, I'm glad that somebody caught it for posterity. And before you go, Peter, just a question that came in last week. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was from Amy in Roundwood, who was wondering last week, how long should you wait with kittens to have them vaccinated and then to sell them? Um, Well, there's always a bit of um, leeway on this. But basically, kittens should stay with their mums till they're around seven weeks of age, something like that. Um, And um, they should have their vaccine Usually sometime between, the first one sometime between seven and nine weeks, then the second one around 12 weeks. But people should talk to their own vets about that. So I generally would be would be nudging people to, you know, let the new owner do the vaccination bit. You know, get the kittens to their new homes when they're around seven to eight weeks and... Um, and then suggest to the owner that they go straight away to their vet because, you see... A lot of people, when they take on kittens, they don't really know much about it. And it's really, really useful for new kitten owners to have a full examination of the kitten to make sure it's really, really healthy. And at the same time, to get briefed on the basics of kitten care. Things like feeding, parasite control. Um, Vets would talk about um, um, things like pet insurance and also vaccines. You see, there's a choice when it comes to vaccines. Not every kitten will get every vaccine. There's a choice to be made, and that's up to the individual owner to make that choice. So really, I think the answer is, um, you know, um, rear them until they're taking food on their own and that they're getting semi-independent of their mum. And then that usually happens around six, seven, eight weeks of age. That's the time to get them to homes. So if you have kittens, I would start looking for homes for them when they're around five or six weeks of age so you can get everything lined up properly. All right. Okay. Thanks very much indeed. That's uh, Pete. And hope Amy was satisfied with that answer. And uh, you can let us know if you're not Amy and we'll put him under the uh, grill and the big bright light again. Oh, I like that. (laughs) All right. Thanks very much indeed, Pete. Thank you. That's Pete Weatherburn, our vet from Brave Vet and TV3. And you can hear this broadcast again on PeteTheVet.com. Thanks, Pete.